0: Okay, let's do this one last time, yeah? Spider-Man! Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider. Spider.
1: Call me Spider-Man! I want that ball-crawling arachnid prosecuted! I'm Spider-Man. I want him strung up by his web! Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I want Spider-Man!
0: Hello, true believers. Welcome to the Spider-Man Book Club. This podcast is all about digging into the library of everyone's favorite wall-crawling menace and his cloned corner of the Marvel Universe. Ugh, that was bad. Doesn't matter. Uh, I'm your host, J.J. Hodges, and today I am joined by Lance Laster from Always Hold On to Arrow. We are talking some Scarlet Spider goodness. Lance, how the heck are you today? I'm good,
1: man. How about yourself?
0: pretty good, pretty good um I'm very excited to talk about this uh you had picked this story mm-hmm. uh, like a year and a half ago <laughs> mm-hmm. and i I held it onto my list and I kept saying to you I didn't forget I didn't forget mm-hmm. and I appreciate your patience um we did like you know 10 other episodes in between so yeah we, we stuff <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, today we are talking Scarlet Spider, Volume One, Life After Death, uh, which ran from Marvel Point One, which uh, was released in November, 2011, to Scarlet Spider, Number Six, released in June, 2012, written by Christopher Yost, penciled by Ryan Stegman and Neil Edwards, inked by Michael Babinski, Wade Von Grah Cam Smith, Carl Kessler. Carl Kessel, excuse me, Ryan Stegman, colored by Marte Garcia, Andres Mosa, and Edgar Delgado, and lettered by Joe Caramenga. Man, uh, a, a pretty impressive lineup there. Ryan Stegman, uh, in particular, has really come into his own um, as a as a creator over the past few years. Um, and I gave him a business card at New York Comic Con last year, and said, "Hey, check out my podcast." He said, "Check out my new comic, huh? Huh?" Nice. He's like, "That's it. that's how you get people into it, right? You threaten them." And I was like, "It's working." Uh, <laughs> so he's a cool guy. Um, but I I will say that I was pleasantly surprised by this. Uh, I'll admit this right now on on air with you. Um, I've never really been a big clone guy, you know mm. um, the the Ben Riley stuff I've read has been mostly um, like the clone conspiracy from Dan Swat and uh, Giuseppe Kevin Coley a few years ago
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh, Dark Web. So he's like kind of the villain in both of those. Um, and Kane, I really only knew from uh, uh, Spider Island, which is, is you know, follows up from. Uh, so I, you know, for no other reason other than I just never really read those comics wasn't sure what to expect, but uh, I got to say, I was pleasantly surprised. It's a change of scenery from a normal Spider-Man book. Kane is completely different from Peter Parker. And uh, it was just nice to have uh, th- this this story that just, it felt like, to me at least, just brand new. Having the familiar element of being a Spider-Man story, but but not really at all. Just sort of visually right um so what 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 made you pick this one what what made you gravitate towards this one other than it takes place in houston of course
1: (laughs) well (laughs) that is like bearing the lead here that is why i picked this is because (laughs) because the story takes place in houston i'm a native houstonian um a proud houston resident and um when i found out that there was going to be a spider-man book that takes place in Houston. Of course, I was very intrigued and very, very excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is back what 2012 when this yep. came out. Yep. Uh, so I was like, I was all about it. I was like, this is this is incredible. Uh, we, we <laughs> I mean, we don't have a superhero like like everybody's sure. always in New York or San Francisco, L.A., all these other places, right? Even though Paso had has, has got a superhero before Houston did, right?
0: <laughs> uh,
1: so. Um, <clears throat> So I was super excited, and the fact that it was a Spider-Man um, made it that much more interesting. So that was the that was the big draw for the book. Um, and then I found out it was Kane Parker it was one of the you know it was one of the the clones. I was like, ah. and then I read it, I was like, and then and and, and really ended up liking it. Um, I'm with you though on the clone stuff because the clone stuff is, I would describe it as very messy. Cause it's just all—it's <laughs> just all over the place, yes. and it's just kind of hard. It like it's a—it's hard to jump in on. Like if you weren't there from the beginning of that stuff, it's hard to find a jumping in on point to try to figure out where do you want to. To go if you want to really get into that stuff. Right. Um, and then honestly, it's like you're better just, you're better served just going all the way back to the beginning so you can catch up to it. Cause some of those other runs that you mentioned, like, yeah, you can read them, but like they are informed by the other stuff. And it's, it's just, it's just so much. It's a lot. Comics are a lot. Um, and that, <laughs> and Spider Man comics in, in particular are a lot. Um, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of my take on the clone stuff. Now, uh, the clone saga did give. You know the ben raleigh costume is still my favorite spider man costume um mm-hmm. and uh, so it did give us that so that was pretty cool uh but then you know i love the design on on Kane's suit in, in this and, yeah. and you're and honestly like the joy of of reading this book every week was trying every month i should say was trying to was what was reading it and seeing what Like seeing Houston in a comic book and seeing the stuff that they put in it. Like, you know, like, like I saw the Astrodome in a comic book, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and it was part of like the action, right? Or Minute Maid Park as part of the action. The gal, like they go to the Galleria here, right? They eat at a Papa's, (laughs) at a, at a Papa's, uh, barbecue joint, right? Like a place (laughs) I've been to. Lots of yeah. times, like a lot, like a lot of those places, like are just places that I've been to, and I've been, now you know I'm sure there's people who are who like live in New York that live in that that listen to your podcast. It's like, well, they see New York every day, so it's not that big a deal when like a you know superheroes fly through it. It's very New York, right? Like they don't really yeah. care. Uh, but for places that don't experience this, it was it was a new thing, and so and as somebody who's been reading. You know superhero books all my life. This is the first time I actually got to read one where it's in places that I've been to literally and go to all, all the time and every day. So that was the huge draw for this book. Um, and then it just turned out to be it tur- just turned out to be fun. Um, you know I always say everybody steals each other's plays. So Kane is uh, we mentioned this off off mic is very much a Jason Todd uh, mm-hmm. type of character. Yep. Um, he even. Uh, and this is going this is running concurrently with the new 52 at the time and Jason had his own book and the characters kind of act similar. like the way Jason was in Red Hood and the Outlaws is very similar to how Kane is in is in this. Oh, so, yeah. um, so it was easy kind of to, to figure out what he's like and how he's going to be. Um, I like this I like the cast of this book. I like the cops. Um, Annabelle and Araceli. Aricelli was funny. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, this is this is a fun read. One of the things
0: that I, I got to say that I, I really enjoyed about this was that, all right. Well, let me let me start over here. The the I, the, the current run of Amazing Spider-Man, I I I'm so turned off by the, it's like the J.J. Abrams effect, right? The the mystery box. We're okay. gonna start. We're gonna start you in the middle, or we're gonna, and then you, we're gonna fill in the pieces later. It just. You know, I don't want to say it's lazy storytelling, but it, it it does get tired because it's like you're it's it's like you're forcing me to like it when mm. you know it, that 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 that's not as interesting as a story like this where like you mentioned Araceli, this character who is 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 a mystery yeah and she's more interesting as the story goes on and I want to know more about her because the story very organically is like telling all this stuff about her, like when she's with Annabelle, you know, the bartender, or when she's with Kane, even she's like, you know, I could feel you. I, I knew where you were. It's like, wait, you know, English now, you know, like, yeah.
1: mm-hmm. like, yes,
0: you know, it's stuff like that where I'm like, well, wait, that's interesting. Like, how did that happen? And it's not, it, the story didn't start that way. It just naturally was like, oh, by the way, there's a mystery that we have to solve now.
1: Yeah. Which is they- far more interesting. Yeah, and and they kind of went the you know again everybody steals each other's plays. They went the the River Tam route with Araceli, mm-hmm. um, by making her the weird girl with powers that we don't know exactly what how to quantify. Um, right, and, and she's super mysterious, but at the same time she's an innocent that they have to protect, it, but they don't really know how powerful she is. <laughs> um, and again, that works. That there's a reason why these things always come back is because they it, because they work. So. Yeah.
0: It's it's sort of like how like Dan Slott is doing Spider Boy now, mm-hmm. you know. It's like he's introduced this character, and we're learning more about him as the story goes on, and it it it's a little bit of the best of both worlds, where there's a little bit of a mystery box there. But I also find the character interesting enough that I'm excited to learn about him, and you know, in his new book that's coming out as of this recording in a couple of months, and uh, in in Araceli's case, I'm I'm sitting there going like. You know, it's it's far more interesting that she has a secret, and it's a secret that the character seemingly doesn't know, mm-hmm. and is in like, like the story's just inviting you in rather yeah. than just go just like grabbing you and saying you have to you have to know what's going on, but we're not gonna tell you. It's like it's like it's like quit shaking me like I'm <laughs> like I'm already buying the damn book like just, yeah. you know, just like it, you know stuff like that. Um, and the 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 villain at the beginning, uh, the I guess the translation is the salamander, which mm-hmm. is far less uh, interesting than uh, Zekultu or however you say his name. Yeah, uh, I, can, I can't pronounce it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not 100 sure. Uh, I, which I apologize, these Spanish names. We were talking about Blue Beetle off mic. You yeah, know, there's the the girl who played America in um, Doctor Strange and the mm. and the the young man who's playing Blue Beetle now. I'm just like I, I feel so. I, I think so. Like, it's like, I'm so sorry. I don't know how to say your names. Yeah, some um, of them I
1: do. Some of them I, I'm, I, I don't know exactly.
0: So, so you're not bilingual in, in Texas, though?
1: <laughs> uh, no. Uh, uh, hablo espanol un poquito.
0: Okay. All right. <laughs> like, that's that's more than I know. So, like, I know what you said, but that's about it. Um, quick quick
1: quiz. A- what did I say?
0: You said you know a little bit of Spanish. There you go. Well done. So, yeah, I wasn't just talking. I know some stuff.
1: (laughs) Muy bien, Uh, JJ. Muy bien.
0: And that means delicious food. I'm just kidding. No. Uh, (laughs) Say, oh, boy. (laughs) And Lance's mic just went dark. Anyway. uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, and, uh, you know, like we were saying, it's very – Jason Todd of the of the story, um, but uh, like yes and no kind of right because we get you know the, the the Peter Parker clone, but I'm I'm far more interested in in a story like this where like you know because I guess the original Clone Saga the the big part of it right was who's the real Peter is it Ben yeah. or Peter right you know and and that took like forever to resolve because yes. Marvel didn't know what the hell they were doing back in like. You know, in the in the late 90s, which any fan no. of that story will tell you.
1: <laughs> well, remember, like, again, it's all, you know, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Right. Sure. Um, sure. And so the whole like the it, I guess the big bang of this would be um, would be the the mid to late 80s right with mm-hmm. the crisis and then you have watchmen and then you have the, re- the restarting of superman and then you have the dark knight returns and and uh and year one all happen at that little time frame right and right. it's just like oh this is the new direction for comics and then a few years later they kill superman and then they break Bat, they cripple batman and, yep. then, and then and so on the Marvel side they're just like well what can we do uh they didn't break <laughs> up the Avengers until the 2000s all right, right. so uh what did they do in the, in in the 90s well in the late 90s they ripped out the Animandium from from Wolverine but that. before that they they do the clone stuff and it's yeah. like well who is who's peter he's been replaced like what like what's going on who's this guy who's this guy kane and so, uh, and, oh, so and and ben right so right. it's like so again, that, that's, they were kind of playing catch up, you know, at, at that particular point in time to, to DC because DC had all these cool events. Some of Marvel's events were super lame at that particular point. Uh, <laughs> and it's funny because like, again, the the roles have reversed. <laughs> so right. uh, it's always a cyclical thing, but that's kind of where it comes from, right? Like right. they had to figure out how to get their event stuff and their, you know, water cooler type of uh, event uh gimmicks <laughs> in, their, in their in their books to yeah. the they had to figure out how to do it and this was this was the clone stuff was their answer
0: well the and it, you know it's it's not a it, it, truth be told it's not a bad idea it's an interesting mm-hmm. idea and, and i think that like on the ultimate side of things when bendis and bagley did the ultimate clone saga that was like a, a condensed version of it and it was really yes, good i agree uh, like one of my favorite Spider-Man stories ever.
1: No, uh, ultimate, ultimate Spider-Man was really good.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. And it, it and it's funny. Cause like, uh, we, t- we talked about this in another episode, the, uh, in, in the Spider-Men, the first crossover with six, one, six, Peter and, mm-hmm. and miles when, you know, miles is like, Hey, you got any advice for me? And he says all this stuff. He's like, Oh, don't get cloned. Yep. <laughs> He's like, don't do this. If you meet a guy named this, you know, and, uh, it's, it's just really funny stuff where, um, uh it's, it's like being like a Spider-Man historian. I, I, I've i never really read the Clone Saga all the way through, but I know what happens. And I, I know I'm, I'm certain I'll get to it on this show at some point. Somebody else is to do this. Yeah, you have yeah. to. Yeah, it, it'll happen. Um, and who knows? I might be pleasantly surprised, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, I, there's a buddy of mine. I think that was defending Spider-Man reign of all things. Oh, I really? was like, I was like, uh. I don't know about that one. That one I might have to put my foot down and say no, we're not doing that one.
1: <laughs> is he is he going to also defend no one more day?
0: I I've, I've had to defend no one more day actually. Really? Okay. That was one of the first episodes which uh, I I kind of like my buddies that talked about it. I dug his take on it. Um, okay. So you know, uh, but every now and then there's just one that's like no, I don't know. About yeah. That. Uh, but regardless, uh, the. I think what's great about this is making Kane not—he's—he's he's not at all Peter Parker. Yeah, you know, he—they make he that has,
1: obvious as well. Yes.
0: like like right from the get go with the long hair and the, and the mm-hmm. beard and everything. But so visually, but also just—he—he he goes on and on about how he's a killer. He's this monster, and he was rejected by his father. You know, the, the jackal, obviously. Yeah, and really compelling stuff where. You know, if, if that's Peter Parker, Peter Parker steps up and says, I'm better than all that. Whereas, like, Cain believes it. He believes yes. he's the monster. He believes he's the killer. And that's, you know, and, and I think both sides have an equal merit to them, right? Where, you know, you, we believe that Peter could step up. You can believe that somebody could do that. But you can also believe that somebody would give in to that darkness. Um, and it goes back to the Jason Todd of it. That just that, you know, I, I don't want to be this way, but I am this way. Mm. And then, you know, the way he says it, I think is really great, where he's like, I just I hear that whisper in the back of my head, that, that Peter Parker that tells me not to do that. Yep. Um, and and then he has that great fight with uh Zikultu, you know, the salamander, where he's like, Oh, I've always wanted to fight a superhero, and he says, Well, bad news, like yep. you ain't fighting one now. That's and right. and I just thought that was such a good line. I was yeah. like, that's cool. Like I, I like that he's, he's doing all the stuff he's supposed to do, but he's doing it wrong and just and angry. And there's just something like, I'm, I'm a sucker for darker stories anyway. You know, despite hosting a Spider-Man podcast, yeah. well, uh,
1: see, I think this is a good way of a subverting expectations and b, yes. um, doing the whole uh, hardcore gritty type of type of thing, right. In a, in a good way, in a, in a way that's not over the top and like reaching parody levels with how yes. like, with how dark you can go, right? I think that's I think that's the happy medium that they that they that they reach with Kane because at the end of the day, Kane is still likable, like despite yeah. this, like he's you know kind of like a lovable asshole, and so <laughs> um, that's kind of how it is, and like everybody out there probably knows somebody that's like that, like where you know that they're kind of an asshole, but you like them, right? And, like, they're part of, like, either your friend group or whatever. Like, there's there's one of those in every in everybody's life. So um, that's kind of the role he's kind of playing here. Yeah.
0: It, yeah, and, and there's there's a uh, – because there's also, like, the, the, the good nature in him, you know, where he, mm-hmm. he you know, he goes back to check on uh, Araceli. Yeah. He, uh, you know, he, he comes back to the hospital late at night. He's like, I just want to make sure you're okay. You know, it's, it's, it's stuff like that. It's like it's like House, in a way. You know, did you ever watch that show? I, uh, I
1: did not. I've watched pieces, like, I've seen clips, and I, I I get the gist of the show.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, he's, you know, an asshole doctor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, the way Hugh Laurie, who plays him, described him, I always thought was really great, where he was like, he doesn't care if, if he does a bad thing, but he also doesn't care if he does a good thing, you know? Mm. And, you know, so I got a little bit of that type of vibe. Uh, yeah. But I also, but I also really like that, you know, the the characters that they introduced, like you know they, like you know they have this gay couple in it that they yeah. don't, they, they don't make a big deal about. They don't, nope. there doesn't have to be this whole, like the the moment we meet them, the the uh, you know officer Wally and uh, Doctor uh, Malin, you know we don't, uh, what's his name, right? right? Am I saying I right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, they, you know, like you, you get that there's some sort of relationship there. first time we see them and then like later he says he's talking to scarlet spider he's talking to kane and he's like uh he's like oh so what's what's the deal with him is he's like you know you guys are you guys friends and he's like he's like yeah you could say that you know he's my husband and Mm -hmm. it's it's just such a an understated way to do it where you know they, they could have called attention to it been like you know in this issue of Scarlet Spider, a gay couple teams up with the Scarlet Spider. You know? Well, that's
1: that's the thing. If this was 2023, they would have made a big deal about that. But surprisingly, sure. in 2012, they just put it in there and then mm-hmm. just ran with it. That's it. Yeah, yeah.
0: And and, and that's I I kind of you know and I hope I'm not stepping on anyone's toes when I say this and you know because I do have some queer listeners. I, I don't. Mm-hmm you know, I, 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 sort of prefer that, you know, just, just the, it's, it's there. We don't need to, you know, it, it doesn't need to be the selling point, but it's a part of it. And it's a, because it's real, it, you know, because if we're focusing too much on that then we're not focusing on the story itself, it's a, it's a part of the story. Well, it's not it, the story.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's just an acknowledgement that like those, that people in that community exist and yes, so yes. they can be they can be part of your story. They don't yeah. have to necessarily be the main focus because, like, not everybody, regardless of of, of your walk of life, uh, um, are the the main character in, some, some, in something, right? Sometimes you're yeah. just a supporting character, and so that's that's just what it is. I mean, they could have they could have made them anybody. They could have made it a, yeah. a, a hetero couple, but they didn't. Right? It's just like here we go, <laughs> we have a gay couple in here. Yeah. You know, deal with it is what they did and yeah. and i applaud them for that.
0: Yeah, it's it, and that's far more interesting, you know. And again, you know, as i always say that that emotional reality stuck with me as opposed to, you know, just making a big deal about it, making like a, another couple of pages about like Kane arguing about it or them being targeted because they were homosexual now, because they, well, they, they they weren't, you know, they like he was no. targeted because the the, the Mitchell character was
1: yeah. an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Now here's the thing, like, you know, t- today they would. And and again, there's, there are times where you do need to, like, if that's the point that you're trying to make, then yeah, do that. Um, but I think yeah. nowadays, I think unfortunately some people, that's the only way they know how to write people in those, in, in that community and other underserved communities. They only know how to write them as like the point of focus in a way. There's like, let's draw attention to, um, to basically, I guess how they're different um, and 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 stuff yeah. like that. Instead of and they kind of torture porn the like you know the plight of other peoples in in, in underserved communities. And I don't like that. Sure. So so again, they're, they're like they're they're just people as well. They they have lives. <laughs> they go to work. They do all the boring stuff that we all do, right? It's just it just is what it is, right?
0: Yeah, it, and and that I think is interesting because we're. You know, especially the way the, the doctor says it at one point, where Kane says something like, "You know, why, why do you care so much about this girl?" And he's like, "I've had so many losses lately. It's nice to have a win." Mm-hmm. And and you know, and, and I feel like okay, like that 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 seems very, I you know, I don't mean this as a knock, but it's it, it's a little soap opera-y, like doctor, like ER type of talk, right? Uh, well, I mean, but I still, yeah, but but I, I still appreciate it. It feels real though,
1: right? Well that well that that's the thing. It is real. I mean like like a yeah. lot a lot of love real life is so proper. I'm pretty sure we've talked about like uh, or I've said to some people it's like when you when you're little and you watch things on TV or movies and you're like that is, you sometimes you have the reactions like that will never happen in real life. Mm-hmm. And then you live mm-hmm. more and then you realize yeah, that happens all the time. Um yep. that's what that's yep. that's kind of what you just described right there
0: yeah it's uh it's uh, you know it, it is that kind of because I grew up on shows like my, my dad was a huge ER fan mm-hmm. you know uh so we watched that a lot as a kid and and, and when I was a kid and, and i and I look back on it going like man like i I guess I didn't appreciate it enough for the some of the you know like something as simple as like do the do the doctors really work that much? You know, and then like having been in the medical field for most of my adult life, I'm like, oh yeah, they do. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> um, like being on call kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I feel bad for some of them. Um, and you know, and there's stories about that that I'll say for a, a completely different podcast. But yep, um, sure. But uh, but yeah, it's you know, it, it's that type of stuff that is interesting to me because we're, we're getting into these characters lives and it's, it's nice to have a, a a supporting cast that gets fleshed out. Right. Because it's, it's very easy for them to fall by the wayside and, and, you know, and we want Kane to be the most interesting character and, and, you know, arguably he is. um, But at the same time, it's, you know, having, you know, the, the officer and the doctor, having Annabelle, having Araceli, you know, even the villains, you know, when um, uh, what's uh, Craven's daughter, Anna, I believe. Right. Yeah. I saying that? I think yeah. So. Uh, like when she shows up and, and then the Assassin's Guild, when they're all there, like that was pretty cool. Like, that was oh, a nice little,
1: oh. little wrinkle. the Assassin's Guild.
0: Yeah. That, and, and that was cool because it's like because uh, partially partially when I'm, when I'm reading this, I I'm super into it. And then I'm sort of realizing like, how would Peter Parker handle this versus how Kane is handling it? It's really different. You know, like it's yeah. Apples and oranges. And I think that's really interesting how Kane just is very much like I'm, you know, if I have to, I'll, I'll kill you. Whereas Mm -hmm. like Peter would never, you know? Yeah. Um, And again, both understandable and believable. And, you know, I and I have a friend, you know, who I kind of introduced to. I don't want to say introduced to comics because he knew comics, of course. But uh yeah. he, I think it was around the time that Daredevil season two was out. Um, He, like, I got him into it, and he was like, dude, he's like, dude, I think the Punisher is my favorite character. Like, he doesn't give a shit; he just kills everybody. It's kind of cool. <laughs> and and then I I lent him some comics. I was like, oh, you, you, you like these comics, and. uh and one of them was Punisher Warzone from, um, I want to say 2010, 2011, uh, Greg Rucka wrote, yeah. um, where, like, uh, you know, Spider-Man kind of convinces the Avengers, we got to do something about Frank Castle. Mm-hmm. And and then Castle makes short work of all of them, of course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, – and, and he was, like – he was, like, oh, like – Parker's such a wimp and you know, blah blah blah, saying some things that I will not repeat here. Uh and and I was like, I was like, well, oh, I, I get where he's coming from. He's like, no, no, dude. Punisher's way cooler than than him. And I was just like, all right, whatever. You know, you, know, you talk about likable assholes, that's one of them. Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but it, it it just sort of like, you know, I think about that from time to time. I'm like, I, I like that he has that point of view because you know, he he digs the castle character because he understands that emotional reality versus me going well no i i kind of side more with peter that we shouldn't they shouldn't be killing everybody that you know yeah. everybody deserves a second chance type of thing um but it's it's also just like you know at the same time it's just entertainment it's just supposed to be fun which i think people on especially we interact with on twitter and facebook and all that they tend to forget that right <laughs> you know yeah. like it, is go insane digging into these things, and it's like it's just supposed to be fun, just relax, you know. But uh it at the same time, it's like I, I really liked the, the these these tortured characters, you know. It's like you know, we're both big Batman fans, right? These, mm-hmm. the inner conflict is is so interesting to me, you know, and and I think that uh Christopher Yost laid it out really, really well. Like, well, here's why Kane is like this. Yeah. and i'm sitting there reading it going well damn yeah I, I get it you know i i'd be like that too and i think that you know peter's not in the story not really but you get the sense that peter understands too right
1: mm-hmm. uh
0: and it's it's just far more you know it, that type of story is is i don't want to say more interesting than than a typical spider-man story but it it is it is interesting because we get to see uh, another side of it that works just as well. Yeah, and it's a shame that you know, like, I, like after reading those issues uh, earlier today, I was like, I, I think I'm gonna dig into the rest of this this arc because, like, dang, like I'm now I'm curious, especially the last issue, which was a little bit of a thorn on my side, had like four epilogues to it, where I was like, okay, like this this could have been. This could have ended this volume could have ended with number five. Instead you, you did have. these these damn teases and now I have to read the next stuff, you know, yeah. talking about the mystery box thing. But but then again, cliffhanger is different from mystery box, of course. Yeah. Um, but uh but I I was really into it and I was like, you know, and, and Ryan Stegman has quickly become one of my favorite Spider-Man artists. Um I think he adds um you know, it's interesting, I was listening to a podcast where Pat, Patton Oswalt was talking about, he's talking about CGI characters, but he was talking about how he found the characters from across the Spider-Verse more human and more relatable than most live-action movies that have CGI characters. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, they're very, like, stylized-looking humans, but I found them in the way they were emoting far more interesting than other movies that have CGI characters, you know, and he didn't specify, but I would imagine like a, like a Thanos or something like that, you know? Mm. And, and I had to and I sat there thinking about it and I was like, you know, I, I don't disagree. You know, some of these, you know, some of these artists, you know, their, their talent is, you know, bringing you, bringing you into the story. Yeah. And, and getting you excited about the story versus just going, well, that was a fun read. And then like putting it aside, like, like here we are, like talking about it. Right.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Hashtag respect animation.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's something we've, we've talked about a lot on, on the show and the other show, uh, uh, the four comedy junkie show. Uh, You know, it, it, it's that type of thing that, uh, but also the giving, uh, giving agency to these supporting characters, and it's like if you're gonna have a book about Scarlet Spider, you know about Kane Parker, then you gotta justify why it should be around
1: well know? yeah well that's, well, that's uh, it, it's, it's, yeah, that's kind of like the whole thing with like why he's in Houston to begin with. He's trying to get out of the country right just to start over. Right, right after right. all the stuff that he's been through, yes. he's trying to get to a new life. He's trying to get like out of the country, cross the border, get to Mexico, and just kind of be by himself, right? That's what he's trying to do, yeah. right? But you know that Peter Parker in him tells him to to to, to intervene in a situation, and then it leads him down the the road that it leads him down.
0: Yeah, and, and I like that you know there, there's sort of the 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 media montage of people talking about him and. You know, and he, you know he saves the old lady, but kind of at the expense of the, the truck driver, right? Because yes. yeah, he lands on the truck, and he kind of—I don't know if he kills the guy, but it's sort of implied that the guy is in really bad shape at the very least. Yes. <laughs> um. But the woman later is like, "He saved my life. He cursed at me too much, which I didn't appreciate, uh-huh. but he still was there for me." <laughs> it's just, yeah. Uh. But even like the, you know, like later with uh, you know, with Officer Wally saying like, "Oh, well, you know, he." Like everybody knows what you did and there's he's like there's only so much i can do but you're a vigilante you know you could help out more and and he does kind of have the hey eh, forget it i'm not doing that kind of the the, the rogue hero's journey like you know yes. like like ah, i'm getting too old for this shit, kind of a thing right you know mm-hmm. and then and then like okay fine like where where's the bad guy i'll go find him yeah. um, that you know that kind of again, like like you said, everybody steals each other's plays, kind of a thing. Very rogue cop s type of thing, French Connection ish, right? You know. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, it's it's a it's a um, it's an easy connection point, right? It's something we all understand, which is why it's yeah. done that way. Right,
0: and and I and it helps when it's done well too, because that's the key. It, yeah, it, and and that's and that's really not easy to do. So I give a lot of props to Christopher Yost, who, I I I know it. it I and I feel bad saying this. You know, I'm, I'm sure. You know, what, I don't know if he's listening, but you know, it's like I I know his work. But if you were to say, "Hey, name a Christopher Yost story," I'd say, "Well, he did Scarlet Spider," and. Some
1: other
0: stuff, <laughs> you know like, the 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 good um, event,
1: the good Avengers, uh, 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 animated series. Oh yes, he's the, like the, the lead writer, heroes. That. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. There, there the, it is. There it is. Yeah. That's that's his big one. Uh Did I tell you I met him? No. Yeah. So this the the very year this book comes out. I met him because he was at Houston Comic and This was back when it was still kind of fledgling. It wasn't like a big deal like it is kind of now. Um, and he was there, sure. um, and you know, like not a lot of people were coming up to him because again, this was kind of a new. It was kind of a new thing. Like twenty twelve is a different world, right? This is it's it's not sure. that long ago, but the the landscape with how we engage with this stuff and especially nerd culture as well it was very different and so he was just kind of there by himself and i and i walked up to him and you know i got you know i got my spider my scarlet spider stuff uh sign but i was like hey man cuz i think it was only in like issue 5 or so at the time uh and i was like hey man thank you for for bringing a superhero to houston he's like i know right <laughs> i was like this is so cool and um and he was you know later in the book like he uh, Kane gets a Ducati cause he has to go to, to Galveston. Uh, and, uh, he's like, yeah, he can't swing there. Um, and I was like, yeah, you, you really can't. Um, and I was like, so how does he get there? And he's like, well, he steals a Ducati. I was like, oh, okay. He was really into that Ducati thing. I think he likes those. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and he was asking me, like, sure. he even asked me for, you know, different, uh, uh, Houston, things that I would that I as a Houstonian would like to see in the book, and I gave him some, and some of those things ended up showing up. So, uh, so yeah.
0: Nice. Uh, so he's not from Houston. He's not. Okay, so I wondered about that. Um, but he
1: can't. But like, kudos to him for actually going to a Houston Comic Con to, to like to to, 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 to yeah. you know do the book. Um, and, and get some ideas, and I'm pretty sure, like he took a tour around town and went to stuff, and uh, and uh, you know, so that way it can be things could be and took pictures, so things could be as authentic as possible.
0: You know, and, and that and that helps because that was always Stanley's credo, right? You know, the it's the the world outside your window, right? Yeah. Um, it's and and I think uh, you know there was a there was a good line in it where Kane is swinging around, and then he kind of like falls, and he's like. I ran out of skyscrapers. That was, my fa- that was my favorite um, part,
1: um, and 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 Yosa's talking about yeah. that also. He loved that aspect of things, and how and that's that another way that that showcases how different the Spider Man is, right? Because like he yeah. he doesn't have a, a big city to swing through. He has a he has a big city, but not a big city to swing through.
0: Yeah, um, it's like a, it made me think of when uh, Mark Wade was on Daredevil, and he put Daredevil. In san, in san francisco for, for mm-hmm. a while yeah and and he God, was i love, to I love that run so much it's uh, so good uh he, he's trying to jump from building to building and he like and he can't and he barely makes it he's like because yeah, he doesn't hey, know the th- city right <laughs> and he's like note to city planners put your buildings closer together <laughs> something uh-huh. like that it's, um but also there's a bit in uh kick-ass where that happens right the, yes where he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, that's way too far. Nobody could jump that, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's it's stuff like that, you know. I, again, that emotional reality that I, that I hook onto and go, like, I, you know, like uh, Spider Man Homecoming has that great bit where Peter's just running through the suburbs. Yeah. and he's just like, he's like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, you know? mm-hmm. like, it's like okay, like I, I I dig that we're we're making an effort here to showcase something something different here. Because it'd be, you know, it's, it's super easy to put them all in New York. It's super easy to put them all in, you know, you know, like you said before, like in New York, LA, San Francisco, you know, um, you know, I live in a, you know, a a smaller type of city. And I think about that from time to time. I'm like, there's like three buildings that Spider-Man could swing off of where I live, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. it just would be like less interesting if he was just kind of swinging like Closer to the street as opposed to like way up high on the skyscraper. Yeah.
1: Well, it's it, it. Well, what makes it interesting is the fact that the city and him being able to swing around like a spider mm-hmm. is, is part of like it's, it's a character, a part of, part yes. of the story. So when you remove right. it, you have to do it like for a reason. Um, and in this case, like the reason is to show it to show that this is not Peter Parker, this is a different guy. Um, right. doing different things, right? And mm-hmm. other so, in other times, I'm not sure exactly if they had a purpose in taking, you know, a Spider-Man out of, out of New York, because it's a character. Like, we look at the MCU Spider-Man, like, we we don't get to see New York as a character for him to, to utilize and play around with. And right. that's, honestly, that's one of the things that kind of hurts the MCU Spider-Man, is I that agree. fact. But then you look at, you know, but then in, in the web and the Raimi movies, New York definitely is a character, um, mm-hmm. and because it's supposed to be.
0: Um, and, and, and that's the type of, you know, uh, on that tangent for, for a second, like, I, like the, the original Ghostbusters, they filmed only for a couple of weeks in New York, mm-hmm. but the, you know, and, and the restaurant sound, sound stages in LA, but I, I, I feel like New York is so important to the story, yeah. you know? Um, and, and, and I feel the same way with the Raimi Spider-Man's especially because, um. You know they, they only filmed a little bit in New York but it, it like you said it, it's it's a part of it and mm-hmm. it's far more interesting than just saying like oh we're, we're filming in Atlanta or we're filming in the volume right yeah and it's like it's like I'm sitting there like I can tell though like you know because when I'm in New York City like I I do the touristy thing where I'm looking up going whoa look at how big these buildings are you know like, mm-hmm. but then but then my nerd brain goes like, "Wouldn't it be so cool to see Spider-Man swing by or something?" You know. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, and and they and they say that in this that like uh, uh, I think there's a bit right where they like, they're like, "Oh, he swung, you know, like he swung by me today." It's like, "What was it like?" It was it was kind of surreal, you know. Yeah, it is. Um, um,
1: yeah, and and I and that's again, it's just part of what makes you know for me the the, the, the Houstonian like why made that this book so cool because like you kind of put yourself in that situation it's like what would you do it's like you if you saw a superhero that's you've only seen like on tv right or like you know stuff like that like swinging through new york this big city doing all these things they're doing it in your city um it's different right um but talking about like characters and stuff you know kane parker is definitely very houston um (laughs) <laughs> like he ended up kind of taking down the personality of the city, and so Houston again, as we were talking about, like how New York is a character, Houston becomes a character for for, for this book, right? Because it like Kane is uh-huh. you know kind of a foodie, he's going around like, and he's he's holed up in in the Four Seasons, uh, a place that I've I've been to because a friend of mine worked yep. there, um, right? And, uh, and he uh-huh. just has this he has this like attitude and this swag, this laid back. Swag, this like I don't really give a shit type of swag that a lot of Houstonians have, <laughs> uh, and so I was like, "This is yeah. the character kind of fit the fit the, the landscape here." Um, and this is coming from somebody who is a native Houstonian, like who can kind of see, read between the lines and some of that stuff.
0: Yeah, uh, that, that's that's so awesome. Uh, I we have a uh, I, I don't remember the name of it, and I apologize if he's listening. Uh, we have a local artist that that has a comic book that takes place in in where I live in Erie, Pennsylvania,
1: mm. and
0: uh, which I've not gotten around to reading, unfortunately, because you know I'm a bad native Erie PA guy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's a uh, uh, but you know that aspect I think is really cool. Like you know and and it's but I also like the idea that like you said you know Christopher Yost wasn't from Houston, uh, but felt but at the same time it's like. You know probably the impetus of doing the story was well where can I put this where you know we wouldn't expect and, and also it's so far removed from where Peter Parker is mm-hmm. that it, it it forces the story to not use Peter Parker that you yeah know, we so we can't just have like him show up at some point and even later you know in, in the, the the nuclear bomb issue right you yeah. know like when Shield finds out that there's this dirty bomb and they got to do something about it. You know, Iron Man's like, "I'm 27 minutes out trying to fly there, Mm -hmm. and it's like, well, the bomb's going to go off in 15 minutes, so you're not going to make it in time." Yep. It's that I found really, really fascinating. Going, it's it's like they're on another planet or something. You know, (laughs) like yeah, uh, they, they can't they can't rely on the Avengers, they can't rely on Shield. It has to be Wally and and Kane that figure this out
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: and and another thing that I liked was when the that just like doesn't does you know doesn't give a shit just takes off his mask.
1: Yeah and exactly. it's just
0: like talking to Araceli and talking to the, yeah I talked to Dr. Malin and and, and, Wall, and Officer Wally and it's it just that aspect I thought was
1: was cool because
0: it's yeah, like he, he doesn't have like anything
1: p- yeah he doesn't have anything to like necessarily protect the same way that Peter does um where it's not it's not right. crucial to him and that's also kind of that's also a deeper thing because he's a clone so identity is a is a completely right. different concept for him than it is for, for somebody else.
0: Right, right. And you know, and you can imagine that that uh Peter would be like, what are you doing? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, kind of got <laughs> kind of aspect to it. Um what was it uh in um Else Worlds and the Arrowverse crossover when uh you know Stephen Amell when he was Barry had the Flash mask off and yeah and and Barry's like can you like put the mask back on and he's like this isn't your real face <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> he's like it might be my real face if we don't fix this <laughs> yeah it's just, I was like I was like you know on that tangent for a second I was like God I love these two I miss them so much uh, uh, yeah yeah so and and by the way uh, on that tangent that crossover that they did in the last ep- last season of Flash. Oh, that was so nice. I loved it. It was so. It um, was. It,
1: it was. It was very nice. It was, you know, the best episode of season nine of of The Flash. It was that one.
0: Well, that was a. Uh, it was not hard to do because a lot of that was was not great.
1: <laughs> no, I, especially because the three episodes that led up to that were, were the worst three episodes of the show, entirely.
0: Well, the uh, the last couple were also in the finale like you know you know zach moore can say whatever he wants about the smallville finale I, i'll take the smallville finale over the flash finale any day of the week and twice on sunday
1: oh, oh yeah we, we talked about that we, we we said we'd take it over that <laughs> i
0: think he i think he put a poll up on facebook and i or not facebook uh twitter and i like commented immediately and i was like oh no like smallville wins like by by landslide yeah <laughs> um but uh, but regardless, um, you know it's it's so interesting to have the, these characters that can only exist in this story, right? You know, we mm-hmm. I mean, we could you could have a, an Annabelle type or a Doctor Malen type in a in another story, um, in a regular Spider Man story because you can see how Peter would interact with all those people. Oh yeah, for um, sure. But one of the big things I like that. Well, uh, you know, I like that Kane is at the bar doing shots, you know, like Peter's not doing that. Like apparently Marvel has some rule that Peter is not allowed to drink, you know,
1: Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm.
0: which I find a little silly because he's a grown ass man. But
1: (laughs) well, they they sometimes don't want him to be Um, so and sometimes they, they keep like handicapping him by either putting him back in college or just, you know, not having him do stuff or they just make him so broke he can't go get drinks. <laughs> uh, I know
0: that feeling, but also that's also college. Like you're broke, but you still get drinks anyway. Like I don't know how that's it correct. happens, but
1: we did. Yeah, <laughs> you know? as 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 Doctor Ian Malcolm says, life finds a way. <laughs> oh man, uh, that's uh
0: that's how my daughter was born. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anywho, um, greatest birthday present ever. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're gonna have to snip snip that part i'm just kidding um but uh i you know in going into the the jason todd of it um you know jason todd's an interesting character as well because just a uh, just this angry doesn't know what to do with his anger and is gonna use it in in the right way but doing it wrong, <laughs> you know, that sort of makes any sense, right, and, and Kane, I, I felt was very much that way too, where like, uh you know, he, when he's beating up, you know, the salamander is a cult to, you know, and he's just, he's just, I am not Spider-Man, you know, mm-hmm. I just I was really digging that, going like, yeah, like like, I, I'm really here for this because as much as I love Peter Parker, I love Spider-Man, I devoted this whole podcast to him, like, damn, if this this bit didn't just like that again that emotional reality just hit me like holy crap like this guy is awesome yeah. and it is it's it's such a shame because the the clones just sort of naturally get pushed to the side because it, it, it's Spider-Man everybody wants to see what what what's Peter Parker up to everybody wants to know that right yeah i you mean know? well Even- i mean
1: yeah it it that was the thing and the funny thing is like it's only now just kind of shifted a little bit now people want to see some other things but they also mm-hmm. want peter to be like secondary right like so you can have your gwens your miles uh, your spider boy right but like at the same time you also want to see you want peter's you know reaction or his input or his uh impact on on, on what they're doing in some capacity not to not to yeah. not to overshadow it uh but you want to see them you want to see him basically kind of give his seal of approval uh in a lot of ways and then like mm-hmm. like come come in and then go away for a little bit and then come in and come back you know and, and go away for a little bit you just kind of want to see them in and out a little like just just the, want a tiny bit of it um, yeah they they still kind of hold on to them a little bit like that but you know at the rates on some of these things are going like it's going to be an either or situation that's going to be very interesting to see <laughs>
0: uh no you you're definitely right about that uh and and I really dig um the you know it, it makes me think of like you know of course we talked about across the Spider Verse right where Miles is the main character and Peter in that story you know he he doesn't even show up till third act you know yeah. and he's and he's not really in it very much mm-hmm. um, and 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 the great second thing about in, the, in
1: across the Spider Verse second act he shows up there
0: well yeah like like halfway through the second act kind yeah. Of, yeah yeah Uh so like really late in the film uh, but but at the same time it's like we didn't miss him you know and then no. uh, and that says a lot about the quality of, of that story yeah um, and I think you know y- you know getting some of these other characters you know giving the spotlight to to Gwen or to Miles or now spider boy or even you know <laughs> superior spider-man's coming back you know yeah uh, Which I was, was like
1: really <laughs> I you know
0: I'm, I'm curious I love superior spider-man so it,
1: I'm I'm curious what was, they do it, it was Interesting when they first did it, and then it was like, okay, now you can go back because that's because it's weird. Like it's weird, uh, and like especially all the other the implications of that. It's just, it's,
0: it's weird. Yeah. Well, it's like it, it does does Peter have to get replaced again? Kind of. Thing, yeah. You know, like, uh, so I I don't know. Like I will find out soon enough. You know, as, at least as this yeah. recording. But um, but I think it's it's great to, to showcase these other characters with similar powers and and to show how they're different and how kane is you know does have you know and, and sort of the the funny thing about spider-man is having this similar to batman this very tragic story it's a very tragic mm-hmm. background but the difference is is that peter is very optimistic he's very he's very funny and and kane is is not at all that way like he's not saying quips or anything he's not he's not no. doing one-liners you know, like if something funny happens, it's just kind of because it it's it's situational as opposed to he's deliberately making a joke and
1: yeah, it's unintended. Like he's unintentionally funny. Yeah, yeah. Especially and, especially to Araceli, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> you know, just just like uh, you know, it's like like but how are you
0: doing this kind of thing? You know, yeah. like it's just like that those interactions. You know, just very very interesting uh and 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 really funny and and also it you know it, it helps uh it, it it does a good job of separating uh Kane from from Peter you know we we're we're doing a they're doing a good job of making sure that you know like visually he looks similar but i felt like he looked different like just just like out of costume i mean yeah you know he looks like peter but uh, but I like that, you know, like when he first starts web swinging, you know, he's very much like, see, oh, I can see why Spider-Man Justice is kind of fun, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of the, the, you know, the discovery of his powers type of thing, which, which by the way, are you, uh, we may have talked about this before, but are you an organic web shooter guy or a mechanical web shooter guy?
1: <laughs> um, I don't know. I kind of like aspects of both. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but if I had to give an answer, I'm a web shooters guy because I like the, the you know, the, the scientist aspect of Peter and the fact that he made his own stuff. I like his ingenuity. I like that aspect of it. Um, yeah. But the organic one, it just makes so much sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. That would be a power set of his. So uh, so I'm not hating on the Raimi stuff. But uh, if, I had to, if I had to make a preference of the two, I, I prefer the actual web shooters.
0: That, that's one of my favorite bits in any of the Spider-Man films is when uh so good.
1: Home.
0: Yeah, when 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 he shows off that he can do that, and and then Andrew Garfield just pops into frame out of nowhere. How in the world does that work? You know, uh-huh. like, just, <laughs> like like it's just like it's like oh yeah, he can't do that either. And he just like like he wasn't even in the frame. He just like leans in. Yep. <laughs> he's just. Oh my gosh, that's so Again, that's so funny. bro,
1: the, the discourse that, you know, you talked about, we talked about off mic about, like, the discourse, right, with with a lot of these things. <laughs> the discourse around yeah. um, No Way Home is so hilarious to me. It's like, why are y'all acting like this wasn't good? Um, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. It's like, trying to make, t- try to, act like, you know, act like it wasn't good. It was good. Like, it's, it's okay to admit yeah. that. Uh, but anyway...
0: It's, it's also okay that if you didn't like it just to not talk about it,
1: <laughs> you know, like
0: just to yeah. move on with your life. You know, there's plenty of things I didn't like and I've moved on with my life, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, what do you to do with some of these people. Um, but I, 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 gotta say that I was, uh, I was very pleasantly surprised by the story. I'm, I'm glad you, you had picked it. I'm glad we finally got around to it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot to love about it. You know, like, like I said, we, you know, we didn't really get into the Assassin's Guild, but I, I liked that aspect because, again, that was a good bit where, you know, he, he calls, you know, he calls the leader and he's like, I, he's like, you know, I owe you. A, he's like, call off your dogs. I owe you a favor. I'll do whatever you want. No questions asked. And and I read that going, oh, it's going to bite yeah. you in the butt. I know how these sure things is. go. Yeah. Um, but I didn't read it in a cynical way, like, Oh, here we go. I I read that in a, Oh, what's it going to be kind of. Yeah. And, and props again to Christopher Yost, you know, uh, you know, talking again about uh, Avengers Earth's mightiest heroes. I'm glad you brought that up because that, that cartoon was really, really good at weaving in classic Avenger stories with some of the newer stuff. Like, you know, uh, this isn't a secret. Okay. Uh, fun. not really intended there, but uh, their version of Secret Invasion perfect. way better than the MCU version. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah, their version was perfect.
1: They... That's how it should have yeah. gone. Um, yep. we'll, you know, we'll get to it on Always Hold On the MCU um, when, when we when we get to this particular point. I'll, like I have a I have a how it should have ended. Like I have an I have a, a way to amend what's what's going on here. How it could have worked. Um, okay. Okay. So. There's a way they could have made it work. but. Uh, 100%. And it's,
0: I, you know, I, I, what I, they, I honestly will say like, that, I'll,
1: like, I'll just bear the lead. What they should have done was have sure. the secret invasion stuff in this next phase lead to Avengers disassembled. And then when they come back. That's how you introduce. That's how you introduce the new, the like the new characters, the new Avengers, right? That's what it should have been. It should like right. the next Avengers, like with the Secret of Avengers stuff. It should have been Avengers disassembled, and then it should have been new Avengers that comes out of that, and that's when you have the new characters, and that's when you get to you know, it, you know, that's when you do all that stuff with it, right? Or you you come back with you know the Avengers disassembles, right? And then that's when you hit it yeah. with new with uh, with young Avengers.
0: Mm -hmm, Either situation
1: mm -hmm. works perfectly.
0: Yeah. Which, by the way, they're taking too long to get to that because by the time they get to Young Avengers, they'll be
1: they're gonna be too old. No, no, the old
0: Avengers. (laughs) They won't be young anymore. Um,
1: Maybe, maybe they'll have them be. Maybe they'll have them be the new Avengers,
0: right? I, you know, I'd be okay with that. Any uh, uh, Haley's Steinfeld If we get more of her, I'm fine with that.
1: Uh, (laughs) Uh, You won't see me complaining about that.
0: Yeah. But from where I'm sitting, it's like the first couple of episodes of that, I was like, whoa, this is really good. I I get what they're doing. Very, you know, espionage, dark secret kind of thing. And who can you trust? And then like as it went on, I was like, especially that last episode, I was like, I haven't seen a drop in quality like that in since like, I don't know, the the office season eight, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> just, just God, that was God awful. Like so See, quickly too.
1: I didn't even watch office season eight. <laughs> I stopped after Michael left. That was my last step. That was for me. That was the series finale was when Michael left.
0: It well, that's what it probably should have been. Yeah. Uh, and it, but I, there's, there's a lot of season nine I liked, but yeah, you know, that's a whole other discussion. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, but anyway, uh, like I said, I was very pleasantly surprised by this. Um, I definitely want to dig more into this uh, Scarlet Spider run. Um, and, and even like the name Scarlet Spider, you know, which we didn't really get, get to. Like, I, I liked that he kind of pushed back against that. That yeah. Again, that felt real too, right? Like he was like, well, when I first got the costume, it was black. I like black. That was cool. And then, mm-hmm. and then there was red all over it. And, you know, because it was one of, I think it was one of Peter's, suits from Horizon, right? Where, because, you know, he, he, he's, he's like Batman Beyond, right? He goes invisible for part of it. Yeah, um,
1: yeah the uh, new hours. Now, yeah. This, the scarlet aspect of this uh, is another part that I definitely appreciated um, because I am a, a proud alumni of, alumnus of University of Houston and our colors uh-huh. are literally scarlet and white.
0: Okay. So double meaning here, you know, mm-hmm. no <laughs> that, that Yost he knows what he's, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lance, this has been such a blast. Thank you for taking the time, uh, to talk with this, uh, really, really underrated piece of, uh, Spidey history with me. Yeah. Um, and if uh, people are, you know, swinging through the uh, city of Houston, you know, where the buildings are at least, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> where can they find you?
1: Uh, they can find me at Sir Lance Laster on all of my social medias, and you can also find me talking about all the things that make Arrow Arrow on Always Hold On to Arrow, and you can find us on Twitter at Do Not Fail Our Pod.
0: All right. And as for me, you can find me at Spider-Man Books on Twitter. We're still calling it Twitter. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. And uh, uh, also my personal account, which is at Four Comic Junkies. That's F O R Comic Junkies. Uh, please check out our uh, the other our other show, the Four Comic Junkies podcast, which Lance has been on many times. Uh, we've had great discussions on there. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, we get to swear a little bit more over there, too. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, and uh, you can email me at, uh, at Spider Man, or yeah, uh, excuse me, Spider Man Book Club at gmail.com. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please write a review, subscribe, get those buds in ears. And, friends, as always, we end you, as we always do, with Excelsior.